we're, we're on a podcast and we're actually elves. We just got done with Christmas and we are taking a little bit of a break because it was a big and massive season that we had to deal with. And we had to get all the stuff out and to people's chimneys and to under people's Christmas trees. And we just had to set, we just had to set the world on, on fire and on notice of all the stuff that we had to send with uh, the help of Santa Claus. He just organizes the whole thing. Because he's the organizer of everything. And we have to make sure that all the stuff that's ever ordered by anybody in the world gets, you know, under their Christmas tree for Christmas. So so what's your name, Mr. Mr. Elf? What's your name? My name is Elfie Prefley. Elfie Prefley. And I am... Oh, man, I can't. I'm Hermie uh, Priestley. Okay, that's my name. Hermie Priestley. We are guest hosting for Johnny and Starchy here on the Gen X Talk podcast with Johnny and Starchy. So let's start. Uh, Alfie, what what is your what is your primary role in the Santa Claus organization? I organize all the different cups of paper that goes on the presents, and I just make sure that they're nice and respectable for each region. Okay, so each region. That's interesting. That is interesting because there are many, many different regions of people here on the planet Earth, and uh, it is God's planet. And God, whoa, wait a minute. Santa, is Santa the, the overseer of everything, or is it God? God is. Santa is just God's helper. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. So you organize all the wrappings of every gift that people would send towards the North Pole. And uh, you are your responsibility is to make sure everything is wrapped properly with the Santa's touch, with the North Pole touch. Okay. Yeah, it's big responsibility. Okay. So how did it go this year for you? And what's the buildup for it? The buildup? Oh, man, we had so many gifts coming in this year. Some were from Deutschland, some India, some even Antarctica. And they were pretty cold. Wow, they're cool, coming from cold climates. How about that? That's really something. So we were speaking earlier off air about uh, movies that pertain to Christmas. And you came up with a few movies that are on your list of movies worth watching. When it comes to, you know, from the elf perspective and of the elf, you know, uh, uh, struggle because elves are, you know, they, they struggle a little bit because all they do is work in Santa's workshop all year, right? That's true. And we're only two feet tall and we don't get any taller over three because it sucks. And how old are you? Are you an elf? How long have you been working for Santa? Three years. Three years. And how old are you? Sixteen. You're sixteen? So is there any more growing that you're going to be doing or are you done? Nah, I got like a couple more inches and then I'm done. Okay, inches or centimeters or millimeters? Like two inches, five centimeters, and a hundred millimeters. Okay, that makes sense. I don't know. Um, so anyway... So, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I have three. Home Alone, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and Die Hard. Die Hard? Are you sure? Is that a Christmas-themed movie? No, but it's set on December 24th. 
Wow. Wow. What this world is coming to. I heard Bruce Willis say himself that Die Hard was not a Christmas movie. Yes and no. Okay. Well, uh, that's interesting. So what was it? Home Alone, Christmas Vacation with uh, National Lampoon's endorsement and Die Hard. Okay. So mine happened. Oh, oh, you got something else? And one thing for any of you people who are trying to listen or trying to watch more Christmas movies, do not watch A Christmas Story because it's pointless. Well, I have to agree. I think it was set in the 40s or something like that, and it was just about kids waiting for Santa or going to the mall or the toy store, whatever it is, and it's a guy with glasses going down a slide. Yeah, and he just wants a rifle, and then he gets a pink bunny suit. Okay, okay, so Christmas movies. The ones you want to avoid are The Christmas Story and Candy Cane Land, right, with Eddie Murphy? Candy Cane Lane. Candy Cane Lane, all right. So it's a neighborhood devoted to having candy canes all over the place? Is that what that is? Uh, no, so it's this guy who becomes like a little doll, whatever, and he has to get out of it. It's stupid. Okay, okay. So what we have then is your impression of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. But mine, I happened to see a night where they had the Christmas. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. It was A Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, okay? And I thought it was fascinating to watch how the actors portrayed the characters in that movie for the time that it was, because it was the mid-40s. It was just after World War II ended. And I have to say that watching Jimmy Stewart in his prime was unbelievable, because that was Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart was an icon in Hollywood back then. Yeah, it's really good, and he's really great. So, yeah, so I I, I wish I would have been able to see the whole movie called It's a Wonderful Life, but I was interrupted by certain things like getting ready for Christmas and getting ready for the 49ers to lose and getting ready for getting the Christmas Eve dinner underway. Screw Baltimore! Ah, Baltimore. Well, anyway, we're talking about movies, and we're talking about sports and how they interrupt things and and how the NFL put three NFL games on Christmas Eve night, or actually, no, it was Christmas night, and Christmas night was not helpful. It was Christmas Day. It was what? Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Okay, so Christmas night is when we were supposed to have a big dinner, but we all got distracted, and we weren't able to focus because Christmas was already done, but we had to get everybody ready for the big Christmas dinner to celebrate the ending of the Christmas season, but it sort of happened... It didn't really happen on time, on schedule, because we were distracted by the NFL game, distracted by the 49ers losing against the Baltimore Ravens. So it was a bit frustrating. So anyway, the movies that I watched this summer, or sorry, this season, as it pertained to Christmas, I thought that were good. I thought, we, well, we watched uh, How's Moving Castle, yeah. the Miyazaki classic from 2004, I think. Yeah which is unbelievable. They're all on HBO Max, the Miyazaki movies. Yes. What else? Are you going to interrupt me again? No. Okay, so that we saw that, and then we saw Christmas Vacation, which I thought was a little 
a little boring and it sort of brought out the negative effects of what Christmas is because Christmas should not be, in my opinion, should not be about buying all kinds of gifts for people, even though that is what I do. My job is to get gifts to people because I work for Santa and I make sure that people get the or get the orders for Christmas, you know, get them, you know, sent in, you know, from uh, Santa. You know, we are the original UPS and Amazon Prime delivery service. You know, the Santa elves and the reindeer and Santa and all that stuff. We are the original proprietors of getting that stuff done. So anyway, Christmas vacation was a bit of a downer. It was a bit annoying. It just shows all the annoying things that go into Christmas as it pertains to people that hold getting gifts for people higher up on their priority list than it is to connect with people and to connect with God and recognize that it is Jesus Christ's birthday is Christmas day. And so in my opinion, even though I do work for Santa and his Santa is God's helper, uh, I find myself being a little bit, um, ah, I'd much rather see, you know what we didn't watch was, the uh the Christmas about the birth of the movie about the birth of Jesus. What was that called? Oh, the Nativity Story. The Nativity Story. That's a prime example. The best probably spiritual Christmas story there is on that's available to watch as far as a movie goes. I really love the the girl that was in the Whale Rider. She was in it. Oh, really? And the guy that was in Star Wars was in it. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, who played who? The TIE fighter pilot. Poe. Oh, Poe Dameron. Poe Cameron? Poe Dameron. Okay. So we enjoyed that movie and the three wise men. We like, I like his style. That's what I like. So anyway, we, I like that movie. Um, I wish I would have watched It's a Wonderful Life. Um, maybe I will sometime. But uh, what else? Die Hard. Die Hard, yes. Die Hard was good, but you're right. I'm going to take Bruce Willis at his word because Bruce Willis knows because he was in the movie. It's not a, it's not really a Christmas movie, okay? Even though it's Scottie Pippen's favorite movie, it's not technically a Christmas movie, even though it sets place in the season of Christmas. But when it comes to Christmas, and I think the best Christmas movie I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, the Nativity Story is up there. I think uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is up there. That's a good one. And then one other thing. The Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer story was, was, was actually broadcasted on CBS television this year. The first Monday after Thanksgiving. And I have to say that that was a bit wrong. Because it didn't give people a chance to recover from Thanksgiving. And it didn't pe- give people a chance to get ready for the Christmas season because technically the week after Thanksgiving isn't quite necessarily the Christmas season yet. I think when you get into December, that's when you get properly in the Christmas season. Okay? So that was a big miss. But other, other than that, we actually saw, oh, I know some friends, even though I work at the North Pole, we know, and when we were steadily, steadily getting ready for Christmas with helping Santa with packages, with toys, 
and with goodies and with all kinds of stuff. We were, we were, uh, taking, taking, uh, taking very, very, you know, heavy handed ways of getting everybody ready for Christmas. And we were helping like, like no other time of year. Okay. But we heard of a family that went to see a concert that was devoted to sharing the music of, uh, Vince Guaraldi and, showing or actually playing the music from the Charlie Brown Christmas show, the Christmas special. And it was great because the people that were telling me about it, we, they had never seen it before and they were completely blown away. It was, it was awesome. It was great. It was the, probably the best piano work I've ever seen. Okay. That's awesome. So what else do you got? You got anything else? Home Alone's good, but it's a bit overplayed. Now Home Alone, that's another one. That's another one. Um, I prefer Home Alone to Home Alone 2, okay? Because Home Alone 2 is a bit lame. Even though it's got Donald Trump in it and he's in New York, but who cares? Well, yeah, I, I actually appreciate that Donald Trump is in it, but the subject matter and the story unfolding upon your eyes on, on the screen is a bit predictable. And it's a bit, you know, sort of like, eh, whatever. It's been, it's been played out. And Home Alone was the best example of uh, how you should, how you say, uh, the best way that they could have represented Macaulay Culkin and the way that he, that he played his character, Kevin McAllister. He was just a child stuck in the house in the middle of suburban Chicago where Paul Harvey was on the news, was, was doing Paul Harvey news every single day back then in 1990. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Anyway, so uh, who is it? Is that a fact? Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Um, yeah, so what do you think about it? Did you like that one? Yeah. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Yeah, so Kevin got a chance, finally, because he's the youngest in the family, to be alone in a house filled with 30 people, right? 30 people were in his family, supposedly. <sighs> but he had a chance. And, and what one thing that really blew me away is that when he went to the grocery store and spent all those items, it, it came out to $19.83. Today, those same items cost $75 and change. Yeah. And that's due to the inflation factor of all the price for people's gifts has gone up through the roof. And that's why... We were working so hard at the North Pole getting everything ready for Santa to get it in everybody's hands on Christmas morning. So that's what we all did. And another great thing that we do is that for countries that don't have much food on Christmas, we bring them all this food and they love us for it. So, yeah, we really appreciate the support and we, we love what we do. Yes, we do. We offer a valuable service to the people of this country and the people of this world. And we are the great, the greatest representation of love, aside from Jesus and aside from God Himself. We are God's helpers, and you know, Christmas is a time for people to connect and to connect with God and recognize God exists. And God's chosen Son was born on the day of Christmas. That's why we call it Christmas. Okay, and I, and we say Merry Christmas, and that's what we say. We say Merry Christmas. Okay. That's what we do. That's what we say at the North Pole. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, we do. 
Merry Christ Mass, which is saying more Christ because Mass in Spanish is more. So, yeah. Whoa, that was interesting. Christ Mass. We want more Christ. There you go. That is brilliant. That's Mr. So what was your name again? Elfie. Elfie Prefley. Elfie Prefley. Okay. So Mr. Prefley here has a really good point, and I agree with him. So anyway, what do you think? Is that, is that, is that all we got to do? What do you think? Now nah, we should talk about more Christmas movies. Okay. We'll, we'll do one more segment of this. And then we'll wrap it up, okay? So what do you think? Uh, any other Christmas movies that you've watched uh, this year? Uh, during this Christmas season? Well, I can tell you one thing. They made a movie about uh, an old comrade of ours called Buddy the Elf. And they just called it Elf. And he's a human who Santa got stuck in his sleigh. And he came to the North Pole and he became an elf. And he's played by Weirf and... He's played by Will Ferrell, and it's based on a true story, but not really. But yeah, so yeah, it it was okay, but it was so it was honestly kind of dumb. Plus, he likes syrup with spaghetti. Oh my goodness! Well, you couldn't have brought up a more disturbing topic than Will Ferrell being in the movie. Okay, I am a person, or I am an elf that cannot stand Will Ferrell. I think his portrayal of an elf was so astoundingly disrespectful. To what elves stand for and for what elves are and what for elves believe in. Okay? Him represent he was mis misinterpreting, misrepresenting, misinterpreting the fact that elves do not have syrup on their spaghetti, and elves do not wiggle their hips, and elves do not hump the cat. He never did, but yeah. Anyway, we are we we have to say that the Mark and Brian uh, version of our comrade and our esteemed colleague Elphis came down and visited with Mark and Brian many years ago, and he and he lives in our memories from till this day. He's in the music department. Well, I heard Elphis has left the building, but he I, did he get eaten by a yeti a few years ago? Nah, he's just doing a lot of concerts, and I think he's doing a world tour right now. Is he doing a world tour? Is he in like? Is he in a really hot climate like now? Is he is he in Fiji or something? Probably, but he's got his own North Pole temperature booth. Okay, so he travels in a climate controlled, you know, sort of uh, climate controlled uh, trolley, if it is, or a snowmobile with a drink holder. Yeah. All right, so uh, is that it? Is that about it? What do you think? Should we wrap it up? Oh, let's talk about Christmas songs and like what they represent and if they're good and who wrote them and who's better and all that stuff. Well, um, I can't think. Well, I enjoy uh, Maka by Bing Crosby. I like that one. That's a good one. We listened to a bit of. Uh, a station here in the North Polis called uh, Christmas Radio. And they were playing uh, classics from uh, over the years. And uh, we got to listen to all of that because we, we live Christmas 24-7, 365 days a year. And we are always listening to the Christmas music and how, they, how it, it, it makes people feel great and makes people want to connect with one another. Yeah, and we don't listen to any hoochie-coochie music. 
No, hoochie coochie jumping music. My bad. Oh, jeez. Now I gotta edit that out. Oh, boy. All right. Um, so I think we should wrap it up. This is a, a, a great way to connect with fans of the Starchy Archie and Johnny Poughkeepsie show. But this is uh, a little bit of a treat because we are from, this is live from the North Pole. And we are trying to make sure that people understand all the work that went into their Christmas. And that we hope they enjoyed their Christmas and are looking forward to going back to either work or school. In the next few days. And go 49ers. And we are proponents of the San Francisco, yeah, the 49er football franchise. The 49er franchise. All right. So, anyway, any last words, Johnny? Or what? What? what's your name? Elfie Prefley. Elfie Prefley. Okay. Elfie, go ahead. What do you got? I just want to wish everybody a happy new year and go back to your daily lives and have a good life. Thank you so much. This is, what was my name? I can't remember. No, I don't know. I th- I got I got to think of it. My name is Johnny. I am actually Johnny. No, I'm not. I'm not. You're Elfie I'm Elfie. That's right. I'm Elfie Poughkeepsie. All right. Thanks for thanks, folks. This is the Gen X Talk podcast with Johnny Poughkeepsie and Starchy Archie, and filling in for Johnny and Starchy. I'm Elfie Poughkeepsie. And what's your name? Elfie Prevley. Elfie Prevley. Thank you. Good night. And have a happy new year. Ladies and gentlemen, Elfie has left the building. Happy new year except for Dallas. Thanks again, folks. Good night.